The following movie is rated R. Welcome back to the R-Rated Podcast. Today's guest is Daniel Grusey, and we're going to be talking about the making of a female superhero trailer. I know it sounds, it's exciting, so I'm super excited to break into it and talk about it. Um, but first, Daniel, hi, how are you? Hi, Priscilla. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Of course. Thanks for coming on. Um so to kind of give everyone like an idea of what we're talking about and what we're working on, I wanted to obviously bring you on and talk to you about it so everyone gets a better understanding. But Daniel did reach um, out to me about directing this trailer, and I'm super excited and honored to be doing this because not only is it a super cool story and inspirational, but it's also a superhero. So how's that not super dope? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Daniel's going to give us a little rundown. So what inspired you to make this project? Well, first of all, I think the best way to describe breaking down the inspiration behind the project really uh, begins with the, the word courage. I think um, one of the original definitions of courage uh, was essentially the idea of um, what, when it entered the English language was to um, share your like share your, your story with the whole with the whole part of yourself essentially uh, having the courage to be totally transparent and vulnerable um, and holding nothing back and um, you know storytelling as you know as a director is uh, as, is a very powerful process you know filmmaking movies um, you know television shows they're all stories um, it all comes down to stories fictional stories real life stories and um, there's incredible power in those stories of being able to really impact the world and uh, present new ideas to people. And so really this idea of this female superhero, blind superhero is part of a bigger idea, which is um, essentially the um, beginning of a, hopefully what will someday become a, a brand and, and a company um, essentially with the name courage is so the name of the, the, the this future brand will be called Courageous Comics. And right. essentially the idea is that we're trying to um, empower people affected both with disabilities and without disabilities to use their stories to impact the world for good. Um, essentially what we're trying to do is break down uh, age old stereotypes and really uh, present a, the uh, world of disability and the community, the disability community in a whole new uh, way. And, um, Essentially, what we're doing is starting with this first story is uh, taking the story that's inspired by a real life person and weaving some of those elements into this fictional superhero story to present a brand new way to, for people to um, understand what it is like to be uh, living with, uh, with uh, blindness, uh, someone and what that real life experience is out and hopefully change the perception that people have in their mind about uh, how they perceive people with disabilities in this particular case uh, being blind. Yeah, no, that's huge because obviously like all the superhero movies that you see now, like they're very like, you kind of see the same thing. It's like this like strong, like muscular dude in like some tight spandex <laughs> or like, or like the, the female superheroes that the very few that are out there always wearing, you know, like very small, tight little outfits, like, in the boys, she starlight, you know, she wears like this like tiny little dress and they're like, mm -hmm. that's what sells. So it's really cool that you're like doing like taking a whole nother take to this and like, you know, focusing, focusing on someone that has a disability, but it, it's not really a disability because she's going to be using it to her advantage and she gets these powers and 
will really feel their feelings and like what their, you know, all their height, like the emotions will be heightened and everything. So I think it's really cool that you're doing that and, you know, shining light on this as well, because a lot of people would almost be too afraid to like do that or like, you know, not take that risk. So that's a really big thing that you're doing. And I think it needs to be talked about because it's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, 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 this whole concept of courageous comics and even this, this storyline of Serenity, um, you know, and many more ideas, even uh, beyond Serenity. Uh, it's been honestly a 10 year journey of just like waiting to get these ideas out there, developing the characters, doing the research and um, doing a lot of like studying to kind of really create a real authentic, accurate representation. Um, mm -hmm. I think people with disabilities have been portrayed in media for um, a long time now, but it, it typically it's kind of been a either a negative or even a kind of neutral, indifferent kind of inaccurate. Never like portrayal. the main character. Yeah, it's always like a side role or like yeah, like it's like I'm glad that like she's gonna be the main character. Really, see, like we're gonna see her full like abilities and all that because you're right. It's not it's not common, and it should be like it shouldn't like hold anybody back to like work with people with disabilities. You know, like they if they love to perform and they can perform like. I see no problem with that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. When you were growing up, did you watch a lot of superhero films? Like, or where, like, how did you basically, because I feel like that's like a, you know, like, I don't know, like, how do you, how do you wake up one day and you're like, I want to, you know, make a comic or I want to make a superhero trailer. Like, how does, how did that come? Yeah, so <laughs> it's a pretty long story, but essentially the, uh, the short uh, synopsis of that story is, yeah. so growing up, I, uh, struggled with a number of uh, challenges, a learning disability, a speech impediment, and an anxiety disorder. And a lot of that came, I kind of went through that through childhood growing up, but especially into junior high and high school, especially um, as it impacted me not only academically, uh, but socially as well. And as a result, was very shy and very quiet throughout um, most of my childhood and growing up years and into my adolescence. And um, I really... Uh, kind of secluded myself from, you know, a lot of social activities and kind of got lost in the world of comic books. You know, ever since I was a little kid, I've always loved superheroes and comic books. Um, my mom recently unearthed this, like, VHS tape of when I was, like, two or three years old, basically. And there I am running around with a blanket over my head, and she asks who I am, and I said, I'm Batman. And so, I love that. so it was pretty much solidified from, you know, almost, you know, when I was born that I was going to be, you know, uh, loving superheroes. And so um, essentially what I, you know, found in those stories was like a lot of people do was a sense of escapism and, you know, and lost in the world of fantasy and, you know, action and adventure, you know, seeing these fantastical stories of, you know, superheroes and uh, really getting drawn, drawn in there. And also, you know, uh, that also sparked a lot of my creativity and my imagination and my, uh, artistic abilities of drawing and illustration. And so I started, you know, drawing, you know, Batman and Superman and all of the rest and, and even trying to draw some of my own, you know, characters from my own imagination. And, but as much as I love those stories, what I, what I saw was there was a missing, uh, there was a missing element. Basically, essentially there was a, a slight, a slight disconnect about how far I was able to really relate to these characters because they weren't going through, they're going through some of the similar challenges that I was going through, but not the specific ones. Like, you know, there was no superhero with a you know obvious speech impediment or a learning yeah. disability, and I looked around all over and you know searched all kinds of different 
places, but couldn't find anything about that. Any yeah. superheroes with these kind of, uh, you know, different experiences. And I said, well, I kind of just woke up one day and I woke, woke up and I said, well, if no one's going to make these stories, then I'm going to have to. So essentially for the next, from high school, when I was about 14 years old, to like essentially all throughout college, I essentially dedicated myself to like fully researching and understanding the superhero mythos and how it evolved in popular culture. Um, you know, that inf impacted my uh, studies in college, as well as, you know, kind of in continuing to write and uh, develop the stories and the characters, uh, all culminating to hopefully the, the day that I'll be able to ready to actually uh, get them out into the world. And so yeah. that's kind of essentially the story of how it came to be. And it's like I said, it's been a long time coming, but it's exciting that it's finally starting to come to fruition. Yeah, no, and that's, and thank you for sharing that, like all, like, you know, that you had anxiety and you were going through these different things because I feel like so many people go through anxiety also and like there's different ways to you know deal with that or escape it um so you know that's really cool that you were talking about that because also even in school when I was in school since um I moved here from Austria I actually was in ESL because English was my third language so I definitely couldn't like write or read the way like I should have at that age so I was always really embarrassed and had like a lot of anxiety, like going to English class and just mm -hmm. honestly just getting my essays back because I knew that I was going to get like a low grade. And mm -hmm. I did, I'd get like a D and it was like super discouraging and like really hard, but like, you know, I wanted to be in the same class as like the other kids, but I just struggled too much that like I, it got to a point where I was like, I just got to do ESL and learn, learn at my own pace. And I ended up actually like, you know, testing out of it and totally did well and ended up doing English honors in high school. So it's like, you know, you can, you might feel like, Oh, like I'm struggling or I'm like, I'm not as like, I'm not like with everyone else in the group, like learning wise, mm -hmm. but like learn at your own pace. Don't let that like affect you. Absolutely. In the end of the day, like we're all different. So you can't yeah. like compare yourself to, you know, other people all the time. It's just too much on your brain. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a huge way. And, and honestly, that's, like one of the one of the goals of of this whole you know project and everything is to really give that sense of empowerment back to you know young people um, mm -hmm. you know because uh, really you know young you know children and uh, teenagers and high schoolers and college students alike you know kind of that go through all kinds of different issues whether it's uh, issues with mental health or you know yeah. living with, living with disabilities um, it's I, I once read a, a quote that essentially said children need superheroes like need heroes like themselves and yeah. um and i think that when they see these characters uh one of my hopes is that they'll be able to really uh see the possibilities of their not only like the potential that they have in their life but also the potential to to really impact the world i think that um they're um as you were saying we're also we're also different and i think um mm -hmm. the world is finally ready to to see, to embrace more of those differences. And, right. And, and instead and of saying like, be the same, be the same, we're finally embracing the differences in everyone's culture and like, you know, just the diversity of everything, yeah, which, is, absolutely. which is really cool. Like, I mean, the fact that you're, yeah, like we're creating this opportunity that like, you know, people with this blind disability could have someone to look up to. Like, that's amazing. Cause I remember even like just growing up, like seeing the princesses i'm like well the only princess that kind of looks like me is like princess jasmine you know you're like had this yeah. like limited, yeah. limited amount of like stuff to pick from but like now you're getting like moana like mm -hmm. you know like hawaiian princess you're getting you're getting more options now and i'm like okay 
cool. Like you guys are opening the gateways to yeah. <laughs> different things. So hopefully we're kind of we're gonna be doing the same thing here. So I'm I'm really excited to be doing this. It'll be I think it's gonna be great. To kind of give the audience a little like idea of what the story's about. I mean, obviously we don't want to give too much away, but <laughs> but kind of just like a little rundown of yeah. like what Serenity is about, what we're doing, what we're making. <laughs> yeah. So Serenity very much in a lot of ways is a classic superhero origin story. Um, and every, you know, superhero always has their, their, their iconic origin story that gets uh, told right. and retold, you know, over and over again. But yeah. Uh, we really wanted to, we, we took a lot of time um, in developing this story. So um, both myself and, and one of my uh, best friends who uh, I often co-collaborate with on, um, on these storylines, uh, his name is Chris, and he and I um, spent a lot of time working through this story because uh, nowadays, especially with superhero content, but really with anything, any kind of thing you're trying to put out there um, mm -hmm. that's new and original, is it's really hard to be original. It's really hard to do something that is fresh and different because so much has been done already um, and always constantly coming out and always um, you're having to kind of try and work so hard to come up with something that people will find interesting. It's different as a kind of fresh take on things. And so essentially what the story is about is um, the story of this uh, this. This gal, her name is uh, Christy Powers, and she is a uh, a gal who uh, is uh, has a visual impairment. She had a degenerative eye disease when she was a young child. That kind of that over the course of her growing up uh, took took away most of her vision. Um, but it really, you know, she grew up in a family that really encouraged her to uh, still pursue life and pursue her passions. And so she um, became fully, uh, very much independent of. Um, uh, coming to own her own uh, coffee shop, um, as well as her own uh, gym, and um, got married. And so this story kind of picks up right in the middle of, of that, uh, essentially, like, uh, of where her life is, uh, being five years, uh, about to celebrate her five-year anniversary with her husband. Mm -hmm. Very much typical life, you know, uh, she she uh, owns and operates this, all, all of her businesses in the city of San Francisco, California. And Bay she, area! Bay area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, and so, um, you know, her life is pretty ordinary, just uh, going to the coffee shop, um, you know, greeting customers, kind of being a, a real presence of uh, kind of a nice little quintessential uh, right. neighborhood coffee shop owner. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, you know, but she has this like like deeper need in her want like wanting to do more in the world. She's um, in, in this story. What when it picks up, there's this like um, mad kind of kidnapper and killer out on the loose. Uh, essentially, this this large serial killer who is out there kidnapping people and, and killing people. And she just has this need, like a lot of us do when we see terrible things on the news, to want to like help, want to. Um, and she really is a very much like an empath, and she you know feels the emotions of people of people very. Uh, deeply and so she's uh, seeing all these stories on the news and wanting to um, do something and then uh, right when she's and her husband are uh, in the middle of going uh, down the road like uh, traveling to their uh, camping site to celebrate their uh, five-year anniversary all of a sudden they're run off the road by this uh, mysterious group of, like uh, mercenaries and then chased into a cave and in when they're in that cave uh, she is transformed by this mysterious crystal that gives her these, you know, amazing powers, essentially giving her superhuman strength and superhuman speed. Um, and 
essentially she's able to overpower those uh, men that chased her and her husband in the cave and discovers that she has these new superhuman abilities and then decides that she, um, that she wants to use them. But then right in the middle of that, uh, her, her best friend's daughter is kidnapped uh, and the police suspect that it is this notorious uh, kidnapper who's on the loose. And so her first, you know, out like of her, um, her first time out as a superhero is this real like heart pounding, uh, thrilling race against the clock story where, where she has to go and try and not only adapt to these new strange abilities that, that she can that she has, but also uh, save her, her best friend's daughter before it's too late. So it's it, it's a very kind of, you know, uh, like very much it's got two major components to it. The classic superhero elements are all there right. of the, the you know, strange transformation, the ordinary person giving being given uh, fantastic powers. But we really wanted to ground the central conflict in something that's uh, a little more real. Um, we wanted to ground it in something that is a very real issue that you know that have that people understand it and saying you know, kind of and really yeah. not make it all about like you know kind of just at least this first story not make it so much about like the cliche you know kind of you know stories that have been done before something that's a little more different and grounded right yeah no i mean i was even like gonna point something out like it's not very common that most superheroes are like married in like these superhero stories like usually they're like single or like you know, trying to figure their own shit out. So they're not like really yeah. <laughs> in a relationship. So yeah. like, it's cool that like, you can, like you're showing that like, you know, she no, she's like married. She has like this perfectly normal life where she, you know, like your average girl, your average Joe or whatever. But then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. like, bam, superhero moment. Um, and when you like came up with the idea, like, obviously you like, you know, we're thinking about it. Like, I want to create this and stuff. But like, did you get inspiration from like, being around the city, like, cause you said it was based in San Francisco. So how did you get to writing and get that inspiration of like, this is how the story's going to go. Yeah. Um, so very much the location choice of, of the setting of the story was, was very much the Bay area. I'm born and raised in, in you know, in the Bay area, uh, yeah. just outside San Francisco. And so, um, just as Marvel is uh, intrinsically connected to New York City, uh, I wanted mm -hmm. my superhero universe and superhero stories to all be connected to the Bay Area. And I really wanted to really have these stories be on the backdrop of the Bay Area because I think that it's, you know, it, it's a it's a fresh new place that has been sh shown as much in, in superhero stories. Um, as well as I think just being a... a a native of, of the Bay Area, just really yeah. given, the, given the opportunity to showcase what I love about the Bay Area, the people, the, the you know, the diversity of the, not only the people and the and the area, but also just the diversity of the, um, like, northern part of California itself. I mean, you know, like, we have everything from, you know, the, the big city of San Francisco itself to the beautiful coasts of, and, mm -hmm. and, and I think, you know, redwood forests, um, you know, just so, so much, you know, to showcase there that makes fantastic backdrops for, uh, for all kinds of superhero stories. But right. um, as far as the, um, the actual character itself, um, we took, we drew a lot of inspiration from two actual real life women. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so, one of the women, uh, her name is uh, Kristen Hamer, and she is a online health coach who is based out of um, uh, basically like kind of Arkansas, South, South Carolina, North, North Carolina area. Um, and she lives there. Um, she lives in that area with her husband, who is a, a pilot in the Air Force. Um, his name is Hunter. And um, 
and basically, you know, kind of, so she, what, when I first met Kristen, I kind of, you know, pitched this idea to her and she got really excited about it because, Correct. um, again, it kind of, it's something that hadn't really been done before. And it was some, our approach to it was so different and new. And you had mentioned even about like the showcasing the relationships. That was one of the things that got Kristen really excited about it was because she said that, you know, for her personally, that, um, you know, getting getting married as a as a blind person. Sometimes there are all these misconceptions people have about people who are blind or have disabilities, saying like they can't do all the things that you know people who don't have a, a disability can do. Like so, so it it was really important for her to uh to, to showcase that to showcase yeah. you know a, like a real like blind woman who you know kind of is because I think that she said also you know her as an online health coach when she meets young you know girls who are who are growing up uh, who, are, who are blind one of the big questions she gets from like their parents or things like saying like oh can i you know ever dream that my daughter would get married or like you know be independent or live on our life yeah. you know kind of they have all these concerns but and then so uh kristen is you know is a great example uh, of that and then so is the other um the other uh, real life inspiration her name is erica uh james and she is uh, a gym owner and she um it's also an aspiring Paralympian for the 2021 um, uh, Paralympic Games for um, track and field. And she, um, you know, owns her owns her own gym out in uh, based out of Greenville, South Carolina. It's called uh, the Booty Shop. And it's very much again, she's all, you know, her, her uh, branding for her company and, and her gym is all about women, empowering women and. Um, and, and the same thing applies to Erica. I mean, you know, she's spoken at, at, at many school assemblies and. One of the best stories that I ever got from her was as we were doing this research and then yeah. and, and then uh, interviewing them and getting their input about the character was uh, Erica um, in one of her posts um, actually shared this story about how uh, she's done many school assemblies, but at one of the school assemblies she went to, there was um, like a little Q and A, like a little like meet and greet uh, session after the after the speech, and then right. so different children will I have to ask a question or talk to her um, and meet her. And this little girl came up to her who was blind, completely blind. Um, and uh, so she had, had really no conception of what Erica looked like. And she said to, to Erica, she, she said to her, uh, she's like, you're so beautiful, Erica. I like when I grow up to be, you know, like a woman, I want to be just like you. And, Aww, I love and, that. That's so and what's amazing is that she had no idea what Erica looked like at all. Um, right. And, um, you know, and of course, you know, I mean, Erica, you know, being, you know, uh, you know, fitness athlete, you know, and, you know, and done kind of a lot of publicity kind of work, you know, it's very, you know, a very you know, attractive, you know, kind of beautiful, strong woman. But right. just the fact that this little girl, you know, had no frame of reference, like wasn't really referring to that and was only basing off her idea of how beautiful Erica was off of what she said to Erica and even yeah. like what, what Erica had said, the words, and also just like the, the, vibe or the spirit if you will of what of what yeah. you know, of, of, of erica of erica i think that is an amazing thing of just like showcasing really you know like these two women who are they're actually very similar i've often told them um yeah, uh, yeah. That, 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 that they're both uh based like so uh, erica uh runs and operates her her uh, her business out of greenville south carolina and Kristen uh uh went to college in greenville um both of them are you know about in their late twenties, both of them are married. Both of them have black chocolate labs, um, and both That's of them crazy. are so <laughs> both of them that. are you know essentially health health and fitness you know 
coaches in different capacities. So, like I said, the similarities between them are just spooky. And I've, and I've, you know, I mean, they haven't actually met each other yet. So I'm hoping you know one day to, to connect them. But, uh, but yeah, I think that that really is sums up the, like the the real life inspiration for yeah. No, that, that's awesome. Well, also we can kind of give a little little secret out um, or give a secret up. Um, Erica will be playing Serenity in the trailer. Um, so that will be super exciting. So you can le- you just learned about her a little bit, and when you watch the trailer in the near future, you will recognize her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very, so, we're very excited to have her have her playing a character that's inspired by her and playing. You know, um, I think it's exciting to have a um, you know a, a genuine individual who is who is blind. You know, playing a blind character. I think that's been something that the disability community has been discussing with Hollywood for for many years now, and I think that. Um, any chance that a person who is genuinely has a genuine this, the genuine disability that is being portrayed, I think you know, like there's a lot of authenticity they can they can bring to it. So we're really excited to have her, you know, playing the part. It's an honor to be able to do all this and yeah, have her be a part of it. I'm super excited for it. When Serenity gets her powers in the trailer or in the story, um, what superhero powers does she get? So that was also an interesting decision to, to make because um people anybody who knows superheroes or even most people who have a general sense of like marvel in general because you know superheroes nowadays are are so popular they're everywhere i mean you can't yeah. go anywhere without seeing Wait, what's your favorite superhero before we continue oh <laughs> <laughs> of course i mean but i think you know it's like almost be impossible to do the whole interview and not not ask that question. question. Um, So my my favorite as always is Batman. Um, Okay, wait, Christian Bale or um, Ben Affleck? Um, you know, I mean, this is kind of a you know a strange opinion. I honestly, I I love all the all the actors who 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 play Batman. I think that they've brought something a little bit different to each of the okay okay each of the roles. Um, You know, I'm also kind of. controversial in, in my comic book opinion in that most people like, like comic books either I have to feel like they have, have to pick between Marvel or DC and I like I enjoy both and so I kind of you know I'm not like a hardcore you know one, yeah. one-sided fan on either sense of no honestly I'm, I, I, I do mess with both I do okay so like Iron Man is for sure like my favorite superhero so when he got killed off in the Avengers. I was like in denial, like PTSD, <laughs> like no joke. Yeah. Um, I'm still like, is he really gone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do love the DC superheroes and I did just watch Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut. Have you seen that one? It's like I four have. hours. Yeah. It's four hours long on <laughs> HBO Max. So if you literally have nothing to watch and you literally have like four hours to go, please watch it. It shits on the other Justice League. It's so much I, I thought it was better because it's more oh, informative. Yeah. You get like the background from all the characters. You kind of just, I don't know, you just feel more connected and like the story makes just more sense. And there's just, I don't know, like I actually yeah. really enjoy it. Yes, yeah. it's long, but like if you're into that already and you might as well just do it. Like, oh yeah. No, I mean the, the Snyder cut was, was amazing. And I think it was, it was great to see um, Zack Snyder be able to finish his, his, yeah. his original vision. I think any director, any, you know, film, uh, film person who wants to get into film or directing, um, creating, you know, like writer stories. I think to have the opportunity to finish what you started, um, and mm-hmm. and then being it so well received, I think is you know, I think one of the like yeah. The I am. I am gonna be honest though. I do prefer Christian Bale, <laughs> Batman over Ben Affleck. I yeah. just, 
I don't know. I just I just felt more connected to when Christian Bale did it. I am really excited for the new Robert Pattinson Batman version. Yeah. Um, I think he got COVID during that actually. Yeah, I think he did. But yeah. I mean, I feel like it's gonna be dope. So I'm super excited for that. Um, I think it's gonna come out sometime this year. Right? Looking forward to that. But okay, so back to the emotions. What are her super? Or, sorry, not back to the emotion. Back to her powers. What superhero powers does she get? Yeah. So um, we spent a lot of time. Um, working on developing her powers because um, anybody who knows Marvel probably knows that the most famous blind superhero is Daredevil. Uh, yes. And if I'm being honest, I haven't seen all of it. So yeah. like how, like, okay. So if somebody was like, Oh, are you copying Daredevil? How could, yeah. we, how could yeah. we address that? We're not like, what are the, Oh differences? yeah. No, I mean, we, it like, again, you know, there's so much uh, out there already. And, especially with the, the big names of, of Marvel and DC, um, you know, especially in comic bookdom, there's a uh, hardcore, you know, uh, fan bases that, uh, that really are sharp eagle eyed and will know it's like, will zero in very quickly if they sense that someone is copying something that they love or like it's a knockoff right. of, of something else like that. And yeah. we did not want Serenity to be a daredevil knockoff, you know? And so we said, we really have to like go think about this very carefully and very, uh, intentionally to make her very different than than Daredevil, um, mm -hmm. but yet um, there are a few. There definitely are some similarities between Serenity and Daredevil in the sense that you know Daredevil has all the heightened senses, as you were mentioning, kind of you know like the super hearing and the super you know sense of smell and touch and all those kind of things. So she essentially has all of Daredevil's powers that kind of the people are most kind of familiar with. Um, right. But in addition to that, um, she has very much superhuman strength and superhuman speed. So very much on par with Wonder Woman. So kind of really being able to like- Love you know, Wonder Woman, just, she's a badass. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And so we really wanted Serenity to be, you know, a, a badass and we really wanted her to be so like incredibly strong. Like, you know, again, be able to almost like Matt go toe to toe, you know, kind of with like really super power, you know, like epic hitters. Um, but then also to to give her um, something that's a little bit unique, um, we explored this idea of um, connecting her powers not only to um, like the, the classics, the super speed, the super strength, but also um, connecting it to something that we had already put into the character, which was we had mentioned that Christy, the character of Christy, was an empath, and so the crystal also am, uh, amplified her uh, empathic abilities, where literally um, she can tap into the. Uh, like physical, like, or actually like uh, the real life emotions of other people that she encounters. So literally as she's walking around the uh, street, she's, she's able to sense other people's emotions and the, and every one of those different emotions will trigger a different superpower in her, um, even of one that she previously didn't have and, or, or will also just even amplify one of her existing powers. Um, mm -hmm. And part of the reason why we did that, beyond it just being kind of a cool thing to do and something different, was it, we said, here we have an, also an opportunity not only to talk about disability and, blind, and, and blindness, but also to talk about uh, the importance of understanding emotions and, and like and have, being able to provide a platform. People can dialogue and have honest conversations about the importance of understanding emotions, uh, using your, your emotions, working through your emotions. Right. Um, and one of the cool kind of taglines that we came up with this was that even though 
basically her, her eyesight is limited in a sense she can see what no one else can see because when we, when we, when we walk around you know we, we, we can't read people's minds we don't know what what they're going through like in the daily life right, but, right. but but she can see all that essentially see air see it air quotes essentially mm-hmm. as clear as day so yeah and you know what also I'm, I'm glad that you were talking about how it's important to talk about how you're feeling and your emotions because like I feel like it does get like suppressed and pushed down. Like, you know, don't say how, like, maybe don't say you're feeling too sad or like if you're depressed or this, but I also feel like we also need to shine light on guys being able to, or men in general, being able to talk about their feelings as well. Cause I feel like, you know, we've grown up where it's like, men have to be tough and like, mm-hmm. don't talk about your feelings. Like, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like honestly, like I hate that because to me it's like, like no one knows what you're thinking, honestly, in real life. Like I can't read your mind. So like, if you just tell me how you feel, like that would probably be better. And we can solve the like reason why you're feeling this way versus yeah. just like me thinking, like me, you thinking that I assume what like you're feeling yeah. when it's like, yeah. I, I don't, you know what I mean? Not all the time at least. <laughs> so, yeah, like, absolutely. so I think it's, it's cool. Like, I think it's something we definitely need to talk about. Like, I think we should normalize being able to um, talk about, how men feel and it shouldn't be like you know like laughed upon or even frowned upon like oh this guy like opened up and said this like that's like you know it's like this like yeah. stupid stereotype we need to get rid of yeah no definitely and i think um you hit it right on the head when you said that you know just opening the dialogue conversation for people to talk honestly about emotions um and you know visually also kind of one of the cool things that we incorporated it because you know superheroes one of the big parts of them is the costume everybody loves the costumes you know kind of thing it's like and it's you know and it's like um uh and even when it comes to movie trailers when when people you know see see the costume that's usually when they you know kind of get excited they kind of you know get get really hyped up for it and so in the comic book um in order to design her costume and this you know again there's so much that, that went into her costume design um and like you were saying one of the things we wanted to do was change the way even that her design was was um, created because, as you said, in a lot of movies and televisions people watch, you know, a lot of the female superheroes are in these, you know, skin tight, you know, kind of like leather outfits kind of thing, or even, right. you know, uh, they have very little coverings that like there's a lot of people yeah. like, kind of showing. Very sexualized, like yeah. in today's, you know, movies or media. Yeah. Exactly. And they're, and they're always running in in high heels, you know, and a lot of times, sometimes they'll even, you know, cut to a shot of them showing the high heels to show that they're running in high heels, you know? Yeah. Like if anyone has ever like actually ran in heels, it's not, it's not cool. (laughs) Like that would hurt. She would like literally like freaking sprain her ankle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. So we, we, we took a lot of time in making her design, you know, um, one of the things that I, I remember hearing from a, um, uh, like an interview with you know, professional stunt women is they were saying, you know, like all the, a lot of the male characters, you know, like uh, stuntmen, you know, who are wearing these full on, you know, like body suits, you know, kind of yeah. like suits of armor kind of thing. And, and, you know, all this military style clothing get to really heavily pad their, really heavily pad their, their suits. But because they're wearing, you know, kind of like these revealing outfits, you know, kind of, they can't really like, you know, pad a lot of things, you know, kind of, so they have to kind of really, they, you know, are prone to like a lot more scrapes and, and, and bruises. And so, we really kind of put into this idea of like creating her this um, functional like suit of armor kind of thing, very tactical, very, you know, from head to, from head to toe um, and giving her like these, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, boots, but almost even kind of like 
like they're not, like, I'd almost even call them like less like boots, more like kind of like these like like shoes that kind of give them that like athletic kind of running kind of feeling. Um, you know, taking inspiration from uh, Erica's real life, you know, kind of like sprinting and, and uh, cheerleading and track, you know, track and field experience. And so, um, uh, and what's cool about her suit is we, uh, it's all white. It's an all white suit of, basically kind of this tactical suit of armor that she's wearing. And um, on, uh, whenever she taps into someone's emotions, then these bright, like, almost like watercolor, like fluid streaks of color appear momentarily on, on her, on her armor that, right. that basically co- coincide with the emotion she's just tapping into. And so I think it gives it a really striking visual kind of um, effect that you know, kind of really also, again, something unique and something that's kind of, you know, kind of done. Um, no, that's super cool. Yeah. That's a, it's actually really clever. Like have it be white. Also white looks really chic, whatever. So, I mean, obviously when she's feeling different emotions, it makes sense of different colors, like, flowing through and to show those emotions like maybe if she's feeling like anger like it could be red or something mm-hmm. like that or, yeah um but yeah i i love that that's a great idea and so when you were writing the so basically i kind of get the idea of how you found inspiration for serenity's character or christy before she turns into serenity but how did you find inspiration for all the like other characters like for example even like the mercenary leader like the bad guy or like even mm-hmm. her husband like where did that come from? Like, how did you, how did you think of all that? Like at heart, besides comic books, I'm, I'm a huge film buff. And so I love uh, movies and television shows and I'm always watching new things and, and, and binge watching shows and such. And <laughs> honestly, probably in another <laughs> life, I, I easily, I easily could have gotten into the film uh, industry myself as you know, hey, a screenwriter. Not in another life. You still can. Like, That's you true. Can, <laughs> you can do multiple things in this life. Don't ever limit <laughs> yeah. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, but, you know, exactly, essentially kind of, I, I always just love the storytelling of, of, of filmmaking, you know, kind of the creative process. Whenever, you know, something probably younger generations might not understand because they are always streaming everything. But, you know, uh, but, you know, back in the day when you when you went out and you would go and buy the like the box set or the DVD kind of set, you'd always get the set, the like bonus disc of like the behind the yeah. scenes material thing. Yes, I yes. always loved watching those behind the scene discs just because I, I, I loved watching the whole creative process of, of how, uh, you know, like what, what into these things, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. um, and a lot of the way the approach that both myself and my friend Chris approached the way we tell our stories is that, and the design of characters is we're very much narrative character driven, you know, kind of storytellers. Um, a lot of our uh, biggest influences and inspirations for how we approach these characters were come from like our favorite mediums, like, you know, both myself and Chris, you know, kind of, we enjoy playing video games, especially story driven video games. And one of our greatest inspirations was uh, the video game uh, called the last of us, you know, kind of that. And, you know, a, a very, you know, like what was great about that concept was that it was a video, it was a game about like a zombie apocalypse, but yeah. it was such a human interest story where you really kind of grew attached to these characters and you really felt they were really real and dynamic and, and fully fleshed out that you really cared about what happened to them, you know, as they're, you know, kind of crossing through this different, you know, kind of wasteland of, of zombies and, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and you know, in danger that you really got a sense of the real people that, that were on the, on the screen. And so we kind of wanted to have that same approach for this. So we kind of really took a lot of time developing not only Christy as the main character, but also like her husband and kind of Wyatt drawing upon influences, inspiration from, uh, both Kristen, Kristen and Erica's, uh, um, each of their husbands basically drawing upon, you know, kind of uh, Wyatt's, uh, or, or not Wyatt, see, uh, 
Wyatt, Wyatt is the name of the character, and I'm going out more. I know, I know. Whenever I start directing uh, a project, I'm like, you're going to be called your character's name. Like, I'm not going to call your real name yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but essentially, uh, really getting a lot of the, like, that military uh, background from uh, Kristen's husband, Hunter, and as well as the personality of, of Erica's husband, uh, Jake, you know, kind of like... Yeah, molding a lot of these characters together, but really trying to create these really interesting dynamic kind of you know characters, and, and even thinking about like what's their backstory long before even this story we're trying because because we're, we're really just jumping in right into the middle of the story. But they've hold they've had a whole lot of you know things happen to them uh, before this whole story takes place, and so really one of the you know kind of how we came up with those characters was we um, we looked at both uh, drawing loosely upon their. Uh, real life counterparts, but also trying to create these really interesting characters, giving them whole kind of uh, backstories, essentially kind of seeing how they might fit into this larger superhero uh, universe, because obviously, you know, kind of help tell more stories in, in, in the future. And so like, well, they're going to have lots of things happen to them even beyond this, this story. And uh, same goes for, uh, for the mercenary leader. You know, kind of, there's a lot of things that we're doing in this story that are setting up bigger yeah. kind of, you know, uh, plots and further, I think, characters, you know, kind of that don't exist yet, but be, but they're all kind of laid out here in this first uh, story so that when people hopefully read those future stories, they'll be able to like go, oh, like I can see the, like, you know, kind of this yeah. thread that's been, that's been woven to see how this character that was just mentioned uh, loosely in this first story now has this you know, kind of polar arc. Right. So, and what are your goals for this project in the future? Well, um, honestly, I think one of the biggest reasons why we're we're launching this this first product is hopefully to is to build um, some momentum and then really officially launch the uh, the Creators Comics brand um, and use this as a platform to start um, generating some hopefully some in income for this company so we can really get it off the ground, but also really just use it as a springboard to, to launch um, other stories. You know, kind of we right. have lots of stories. Um, right. You know, Chris and I have been, you know, working on these ideas for the better part of, you know, 10 plus years. And so we literally have this database of characters and stories that are all connected together. And only thing we've ever really lacked to, to, create, to create those stories is the resources. And so hopefully, you know, um, kind of this will be a springboard to really launch those other kind of stories and characters and ideas. But also really um, not just that, but also give the opportunity to create this, this new lifestyle brand that will really be focused on uh, empowering people, you know, and bridging gaps between people with, with disabilities and without disabilities families, communities, really yeah. gi giving them the opportunity to dialogue and have real, you know, uh, co uh, you know, conversations where they can find common ground and say, um, you know, like, wow, there's so much I didn't understand about, you know, a person mm -hmm. uh, who, is, who is blind and my perception has been like radically changed by this, you know, the story right. because, because yeah. it's so different. And mm -hmm. when, you know, like, one of my greatest long-term hopes is that maybe someday, there would be, you know, young children who are growing up and they go to the movie theaters and then, you know, someday, you know, hopefully if, you know, Creators Comics were to take off and maybe be able to produce like, like, you know, big full-time blockbuster productions or big, you know, kind of, you know, streaming, you know, shows, then that these young children would look at these stories and look at these characters and then when they go to school the next day, mm -hmm. their peers and, and classmates would say, wow, like my friend here, like, you know, 
I my, my classmate, I like I like seeing him seeing him or her in a completely different way than, than I did before because now yeah. I have so much understanding of what they go through in their life, what their experience, and realizing they're not actually that much, you know, different. Different than me, which is so huge because honestly, kids are so mean. Like yeah. kids are mean. Like in school, you know, kids are very blunt. They'll say what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And when you're young and you know, someone points something out and like in the make making fun of you kind of way like that will haunt you for like a long time. So if we can like show this, you know, movie trailer comic and show people like, you know, they're not different from you. Like don't pick on them basically and shine light. And I think that would be huge because a lot of, I'm sure, I'm sure still right now, as we're talking, like kids are getting bullied, you know, Mm -hmm. for having a disability, which is not cool at all. Yeah. So I think it's really important that these kids have, you know, a different perception of, of people with disabilities. So this mm. is, this is really good. Um, what are you most excited for? Well, I, I'm excited for a lot of different things. <laughs> well, I mean, we could be um, excited for more than one thing. Yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm definitely excited for this trailer to, to launch, you know, um, it's been, it's been, a, you know, a long you know, like it's been a crazy process, as you and I know, like from when you and I first started talking about doing this trailer, it's come a long way from from then to yeah. now. And, yeah. you know, there's still a lot of things to figure out. But I think that um, I, I'm very much confident that when we launch this uh, this trailer, because the whole, you know, I guess the goal of the trailer is that it's going to be serving as a launch video for the Kickstarter campaign that uh, to, to fund the full book itself. Um, the full project for the book and then the products associated with the book, uh, because we're not only just releasing a comic book through Kickstarter later this year, but we're also going to be putting together a, um, a fully dramatized audio version of the comic book to create a fully accessible component to this to this uh, story, um, where essentially people who are who are genuinely blind will still be able to really listen to the story in a very you know kind of in-depth and immersive way where they can really dive into the story themselves. Um, and then of course, all the associated kind of like merchandising with the, with the book and the superheroes, you know, the hats yeah. and the buttons and the t-shirts and all that kind of fun, that kind of fun stuff. But, yeah. um, but really it's like, that's part of the, you know, kind of where we're really working on this trailer is because we really want to have a, like a wow factor with this video that people can really share and get excited about because we have a lot of people who are really excited to see this comic book launch. Um, and hopefully this, this live action trailer will be, will be a way for us to really give people something that they can easily just share because, you know, nowadays it's, you know, videos are so dynamic and kind of a lot lot of people would mostly, like a lot of people would mostly just rather, uh, watch a video than like, you know, read a whole long, excerpt about you know something yeah yeah no it's true i mean and that's great that um that you're gonna do the audio version for it as well for people with you know blindness disability because i was gonna ask you that i was like how would they be able to you know read the book or like an audio version of it that makes sense that's that's smart and i i mean i already know where we're gonna be shooting but for our audience um (laughs) where are we gonna be shooting this trailer (laughs) yeah so um, we're going to be, uh, shooting this, uh, filming this trailer, not only in, um, so we have primary, two primary locations that we're going to be, uh, looking to film this in. And well, first, of course, uh, half, part of it has to be filmed in San Francisco because it's, Duh, you know, it's based in San Francisco. And, um, and so, uh, we have a few 
uh, locations that we're that we're looking into to, to film it in San Francisco, and then probably the desert scene, uh, probably closer to somewhere in between, uh, somewhere between San Francisco and uh, Los Angeles, basically. Um, so, uh, because essentially the trailer is going to kind of walk you, kind of rush you through the first little uh, bit of the storyline from when um, introducing Christy and then right up to the point where um, her best friend's uh, daughter is kidnapped. And so you're going to see, get a quick sense of who Christy is and then, you know, mm-hmm. and then see her coffee shop. And so obviously that, that coffee shop is, you know, we're, we're um, finding a coffee shop in, in San Francisco to kind of uh, use the backdrop for that mm-hmm. as well as see the desert scene. So you can see those great kind of flat vistas of, you know, of the desert and the cave that they run into to, to, uh, yeah. to, to escape into. And then uh, you're going to see, you know, a few things after that, but then it's going to cut right there because, you know, we definitely want to leave a bit of a cliffhanger so people can get excited. Cliffhanger. You know? And then, and then, you know, because then it's like, you know, then people, uh, and when the trailer ends, then they'll see the Kickstarter and say, Hey, you want to find out the story then you gotta, you know, exactly. support the book. So. Exactly. And we're planning on shooting this sometime in early May, mid-May, early May. So it will definitely be out this year for you to check out and donate more money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, we're super excited to film this, um, you know, this soon because we've been talking about it. Well, he's already been, you know, working on this for a long time, but him and I have already been talking, working on this for like around a year now. But since COVID, it was a little difficult to make things happen because a lot of the industry was closed, but now that things are opening back up and everyone's, you know, getting the flow and hang of how like basically to go about like the new COVID shooting lifestyle. So yeah, we're going to finally go and make this happen. So I'm super excited. I'm sure Daniel's super excited. I'm very too. excited. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just like, yeah, the, the idea of being able to shoot in LA and the Bay area is just like super exciting to me because, you know, growing up in the Bay as well. And then living here in LA, like, it's just like super cool. Cause I can like, you know, it's like my home and then like my new home. And mm-hmm. it's like also working with people that I wouldn't be able to usually work with in the Bay area. So that will be a cool experience. Um, what challenges have you faced with this project? Because, you know, obviously like we're talking about all the like the fun, the glamorous stuff <laughs> of making this, but you know, there's always going to Oh be- yes. A little bit of a little bit of shit that goes down. Like oh, I, yeah. I was telling Daniel, I was like, you're gonna be stressed. Like there's gonna be times where you're gonna be like, oh my God. Cause there's times like in anything that I've ever directed, like, you know, you're gonna invest your time into it. You're gonna get attached to it. There's gonna be things that you're not gonna want to necessarily like even cut out of the script or like maybe we run out of time. Like there's just so many dif- different things that can happen. But as long as you go into it with a really like planned out plan and like schedule and everybody knows what they're doing everyone's on the same page it'll be a smooth shoot but yeah i mean the whole you know story of of creators comics is is very much uh connected to, to challenges and, and overcoming ish, you know obstacles because um you know i'm no stranger to that as i mentioned you know growing up i, I learned from a very early age that that life is you know is, is full of challenges you know from having to you know, push myself to, to, uh, do well in school and, and to, and to, you know, get an education and then, uh, go to college and, and graduate. Um, yeah. and, you know, even with, with, uh, carrying this dream for so many years now, I've overcome so much opposition and obstacles from, you know, kind of from, um, 
uh, opposition from, I guess, you know, kind of the naysayers of, you know, the people who aren't, you know, like, don't know but this actually like kind of being successful or not, but even just honestly, a lot of the opposition in the, I think as all creatives do, we were often our own worst enemies, you know, kind of in our much harsher ourselves. And I think, you know, it yeah. takes a lot as a creative person um, to, to push through your own um, criticism and your own um, yeah. setbacks that you put on yourself to not actually do something. Um, there's a great quote from Arthur Ashe that I, um, that, that really kickstarted uh, a couple of years ago when, when we said we're finally going to just like try and get this whole creative comic thing off the ground um, in general. Uh, to, back then, we were just trying to get our, our social media off the ground. Right. Um, and essentially, uh, the quote goes, I'm probably not getting exactly right, but essentially the, the quote goes, um, start where you are, um, use what you have, do what you can, essentially. I mean, it's not, it's not the exact translation, but essentially the idea, you know, the idea is very clear of saying, just just get started, you know, kind of it's like, yeah. whatever you have at your disposal, use that and just get moving because, um, you know, that's how you, you're never going to get anywhere if you just kind of sit and just never do anything. Just, I was literally going to say that. Like, honestly, you're already like, ahead of so many people just for trying, just for taking that step. Because like, I felt the same way. Like, I'm just like, I don't want to like do that. Like there's so many other like people directing, making these types of movies. Like, how do I know? Like, you know, I can even compete with that, but it's like, don't self doubt yourself. Like just like the thought of you like making, like just trying to do it. And then like actually pushing yourself to do it. You're already beating so many people out that like didn't dare to try, you know? And it's like, it's crazy to say, but it's true. Like a lot of people, get stuck at just trying like you know like taking that risk like because you know it is a risk it's risky like you don't know like a hundred percent how this is going to come out right like yeah. how this is going to go but you believe in your project and you have passion like you'll see that come out in the trailer as well like you know when someone's really invested something and has passion and like is really into their story and sharing that story like it comes out on the screen you can see it so oh yeah Absolutely. so honestly like you know, it might have been challenging for you, but like, congratulations taking that step because you're already, you know, one step ahead of a lot of most people. So yeah, no, <laughs> appreciate it. And, and as you said, like, kind of, you know, there definitely have, have been challenges that we've, but you and I both have had to overcome with this trailer process. You know, um, it's kind of when we first started this, we were like, okay, great, we have this idea, and we yeah. have, you know, kind of, it's like, now how are we going to do it? You know, and so. <laughs> Literally, it's been a, you know, this crazy process, uh, as, which you are very much familiar with and that kind of I'm kind of, you know, stepping into and, and learning um, more more about, but you know, kind of the ideas of like, okay, like, how are we going to pay for everything and how are we going to, yeah. like, you know, kind of, um, like, uh, figure out where we're going to film and, like, and, and yeah. find, find, find the actors. So, you know, kind of all these kind of things, you know, because this whole trailer probably know more than may, like, at tops, maybe like six or seven kind of minutes at, at, yeah. at most and everything. Yeah. But even for that short amount of time, which I think, you know, a lot of people probably think who don't know about film or television probably think like, oh, like five minutes, like, like how, how, how hard can it be to like, you know, to to make anything like, you know, like, like less than 10 minutes. And it's like, well, you've been, it's like, no, this is the thing when people who have never um, like, you know, made a, made a movie or really experienced like what it takes to like even make a short film, even make a trailer. Yeah. Like, the amount of stuff that you have to like do is insane. Like people don't see, like people just think like, Oh, you pick up a camera, you go out there and you shoot it <laughs> in a perfect world. That's how it would go down. But yeah. you know, it's like, 
you have to like literally coordinate with like almost 30 people. Like, Hey, are you film free to shoot this like week? Right. So that's like hassle number one. Then you have to pre-plan everything perfectly because you want to have that smooth shoot. You don't want to show up and be like, Oh, like, what are we, what are we shooting? What are we doing? It's like, no, you should have had all this figured out before you get on set. And everybody needs to know what you're doing and what they're doing. You know what I mean? So it's like organization pre-planning, but it's intimidating. It's a lot, you know, like, what has been the best part for you so far? Honestly, I think one of the best parts of this whole project has just been um, seeing all of this come to life. You know, I think for the long, for so many years, all of this, all the characters, all the ideas, or even just the, the conception of this idea for this future brand and all this thing was just in my head. You know, that mm-hmm. was just, it was just trapped in there. And, you know, you worry, sometimes you used to worry, we're like, oh, it's never going to be able to like actually like materialize yeah. into anything. But, right. um, you know, so one of the things that I have just loved about this process even is that we've been having auditions for different characters, you know, for different actors and actresses to kind of do things. And when we first got that first round of auditions for characters, it kind of dawned on me. I was like, these, these actresses are like reading for a character that I, I know, that I wrote. In my head. So it was <laughs> yeah, like, that, yeah. I, that I made up. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like they're, they're bringing it to life. They're literally just like, you know, acting out this, this part. And, um, and I think honestly, like that's been one of the greatest things is just like seeing these characters and these ideas that, you know, like, and these bigger ideas, because honestly, it's, it's so much bigger than just about, you know, kind of me, like, you know, I mean, honestly, kind of this whole vision for this idea. Yes, it's connected to my story. But the bigger goal of this is to help people and to empower people and to really, um, you know, create these things that will have a, such a huge impact on people's real life, real life lives, you know, like yeah. we were talking about like impacting real life of real children, real, um, you know, young people that are, that are in need right now of, of these characters. And then, you know, kind of, and so seeing these, these ideas come to life, you know, little by little, whether it's an actress reading a script and then thinking about how that's going to play, you know, kind of, and then, or even how that's like one of the first steps to get to this book that this person's going to hold in their hand that someday, you know, a parent might sit down with their child who, has been, you know, diagnosed as being, uh, as, uh, as being blind, then, um, then saying, wow, like, you know, kind of, here's the story that's, you know, kind of a superhero story that my, that my child loves, right. that is, that, you know, kind of, that is talking about these ideas that will, that are, that are uh, comforting to me as a parent to know that right. my child has a future and a hope of an idea of saying, like, they can, they can accomplish anything in the world that they was, want to. So. I was actually going to, um, like, bring something up because you know initially when I was like oh my god like I'm gonna be directing like a a superhero trailer like you know that's definitely out of like my range also I've never like directed like anything with like a superhero or you know everything I've ever directed was very like real real like authentic stories but then when Mm -hmm. I was really reading the script and like breaking it down I realized like actually it's really relatable. Like there's a lot that I can relate to, even though I don't have a blind disability, even though I'm not a superhero, there's other ways that I can connect. And I feel like that's important to showcase and and for the audience to like, I'm excited for the audience to be able to see that because I feel like a lot of people feel like, Oh, like, you know, like don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge a movie by its cover. Just because, you know, it might be about a blind superhero, a female superhero doesn't mean that you won't be able to relate to the story. Yeah, Like there's other ways you're going to be able to like, tie and connect in which is exactly how I felt when I was reading the script because I was a little intimidated I was like oh my god like you know she's a superhero like what (laughs) but 
the more I was like understanding, like reading it and breaking it down and even during rehearsal. And I was like thinking about it. I was like, no, like this is actually like talking to Erica also like her experiences and stuff. Like obviously her experiences are different from mine, but like in a way I could relate to her and like oh, understand yeah. where she was coming from. So it's like, yeah. that's kind of, that's what's important for me to like bring out as a director for like what I, what I want to bring from my part is like to show that you can relate to this, even though you're not, if you don't have a disability, if you're not blind or if you don't feel like, you know, you can connect with all these other people through their emotions. Like there's going to be a way for you to connect and like, Oh yeah, what's no, definitely. And I think that that's really one of my goals is that, you know, we didn't want to just create this, that it's so specific and so tailored for disability that people right. without disabilities would not be able to enjoy it or understand it or kind of really experience, you know, kind of really get into it. And because it, it, like that's honestly even one of the big things about with creators comics is that we kind of are one of our taglines for that is wanting to create a superhero universe where superheroes with disabilities and without disabilities like save the world together side by side because we didn't want to just be like to perpetuate this idea that already exists in a lot of ways of saying us versus them like oh these things are, are for, right. for them and these things are for us and you know and then you, you can't cross over you can't you kind of you know like kind of uh, have these um, mm-hmm. kind of things but if, if anything we want people to, this story, this story is very much as much people without disabilities as it is with disabilities, because I think there are bigger ideas in there that are, you know, kind of, that have mostly, like a lot of this, actually a lot of this concept of this story mm-hmm. actually has very little to do with actually like, like being her, blind. Like being her yeah. blind. I mean, you know, obviously right. being blind is part of her story, but right. most of what the story is about is just everyday things like you know right. relationships between you know a husband and a wife and then yeah. a you know like being a small business owner and then right you know being being invested in the community and having then, a dog like one of the most common yeah well, ever, exactly. like, <laughs> like having a dog as a best friend like fucking yeah. what like literally every household has it i feel like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's definitely like a thousand ways you're going to connect it so if you're that negative nancy that's like oh my god how am i going to be able to connect to this it's like i just we literally just gave you like 10 10 different reasons <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but um and also another thing i wanted to like when you were saying like the best part for you is like the fact that it was like something, an idea in your head. And then now you're seeing it come to life. That sense, like, that's literally why I chose to be a director is because I enjoy that high, that moment so much. Like, it's such a high for me, like thinking like, oh my God, this was literally an idea in my head, like just a small idea. And then I wrote it down and then I started coming up with the rest of the story. And now it's literally coming to life in front of me. Like mm-hmm. something about that is freaking amazing to me like like I I love that like to me nothing beats that feeling like I'm like you know when you're on set and everyone's doing their job working they're like yeah we're just we're here making a movie like you know do your best for me so but it's like as a director and slash writer you're just like holy shit like this is is literally this was all in my head like a month month ago and now it's literally happening in front of me like I don't know something about this is amazing so I'm super excited for you to experience that you know being a writer and then when you're on set and you're going to be literally seeing the whole thing come to life in front of you, yeah. like enjoy that moment because it's like, it's, it's crazy. Like I can't even like, I can't explain how happy like makes me feel inside. So I, I'm, I'm like excited for you to experience that too, because when you literally sit there and you're like, this was an idea and now I have a full story and now it's actually being shot and then people are going to see it. It's like, 
it's like this high you can't explain. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, whenever I was, you know, growing up, I simultaneously, because I love film and television and comic books both the yeah. same, I would simultaneously imagine my comic books, my my story ideas, both in comic book form and in film 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 mm-hmm. form, mm-hmm. and I literally have already even fan casted so many of my stories of like who I would want, like you know, like right. from Hollywood to play these you know, kind of things. And then, okay, and wait, then, yeah. I do want to know if you could have a celebrity play Serenity and a oh, celebrity play Wyatt, the two like you know the main <laughs> characters. Who would it be? <laughs> And I'll and I'll uh, think and I'll yeah. think of who I would cast too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, okay. A, just, just a fun little. Okay, fun okay, little. okay. Fun little game. Let's see. Fun little okay. game. Oh, you know what? I kind of think I know. I think I would honestly like maybe even have like Megan Fox be Serenity, because like she's just so hot, and then her piercing blue eyes, just like wearing that like tight, nice like outfit with the. I don't know. I could just feel like she would look really good and <laughs> as Serenity. I'm trying to think of like Wyatt. Um. I'll, I'll think about that one while you tell okay. me. Okay. Um, well, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I honestly have gone gone back and forth. I mean, and probably there's probably at least three or four, you know, kind of different, you know, gals. And I'm always almost changing because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching TV shows and movies and I'm seeing like, it's like, oh, right, right, right there, right there. Yeah, kind of, you know, kind of. Yeah. Um, but I think the top two that I, like in my head, kind of very much have that, um, like that look and very much also the kind of what I've seen them do before. Um, honestly, there's been two names for, for, for Serenity um, slash Christie. I think that um, very much the, uh, like people that I, the actresses that I've seen either have come down to um, uh, Karen Gillan um, mm-hmm. from, uh, who played Nebula from, uh, from the Marvel movies. Yes, uh, yes, and yes. then also, uh, I've always been a fan of, of uh, Daniel Pennebaker as well. I think nice, you know, kind of, nice. um, and you know, kind of, she's had, you know, she's been uh, Killer Frost uh, slash Kaylin Snow on, on on the CW's Flash, um, and um, and for Wyatt, I think very much, um, you know, kind of there's been, you know, like Wyatt has been you know, kind of very much a like a big, you know presence right. as well kind of you know right we didn't want him just to be some kind of you know throwaway side kind, right, of, you know, right, kind right, of role right, right. so i think that uh for him um uh, some of the top choices that i've seen um for wyatt um have been um and it's, it's funny i'm almost like 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 almost uh losing losing their their names but um kind of someone maybe almost from uh that same kind of vein of the action genre, but also has, has a lot of like drama capacity as well. So I think that um, for me, one of the top names has been um, maybe someone like, uh, you know, Dan Stevens or um, I guess, you know, Dan Stevens had that, had that really great run uh, on, on FX where he kind of, you know, kind of really had a really serious um, uh, dramatic kind of role. Yeah. Um as well as uh, kind of trying to think of the, of the second person, but but I think you know I mean like I think maybe just uh, beginning with Dan Stevens I think kind of yeah uh, no kind of like, I, you know, hey I I don't I like that that's a good yeah. choice I was I was just thinking like Megan because I'm like she would just really stand out and then also I know like I kind of do him at, I know that Wyatt's like ex military character and like I don't know why I could kind of see like Keanu Reeves playing that guy because he has like. <laughs> extensive yeah. like you know john wick he literally yeah. everyone's yeah. ass so i could kind of just see megan and keanu reeves just doing it it's totally different than what 
you know, I usually would go for it, but I kind of like fuck with it. I can kind of see it happening. <laughs> and also it's like, I wouldn't mind them as superheroes. I'm like, let's make them superheroes if we can. <laughs> um, what advice would you give someone trying to create their own superhero story? This question very much makes me think about like the question when you say almost like, well, what advice would you give to your younger um, self? Your younger self, yeah. 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 Um, but I think for, for people who want to get into creating superhero stories, I think that um, certainly one of the best pieces of advice I can think about is really not being afraid to um, think outside the box and really uh, think about something different, uh, really you embracing the the full creativity like imagination, you know, kind of like, like just honestly, so much of what Chris and I did to develop ideas and stories was just taking things that we loved to see, like before and then kind of taking them and trying to think about like looking at a, a different angle or trying to come up with something kind of like that and just start throwing ideas out, just literally, you know, throwing things out on there, right. talking about ideas. Most of our conversations, how we came up with ideas were just over long like video, like phone calls as we were playing uh, video games together. We'd just be talking about the ideas right. as we're playing video games. And um, so I think honestly, like, yeah, just really encouraging young people who want to get into creating superheroes say like, don't be afraid to just like really, explore the creativity of the, of, of your ideas, um, you know, taking what you love, beginning with that as a base, and then just kind of building upon that, and then trying to think about something differently, kind of, you know, looking at a different angle, taking something that is, you know, kind of existed already, but just kind of trying to put your own spin to it. Um, exactly. I think, and I think that, you know, part of it is like, as we talked about before, just like really just putting it out there, just trying it down, even just like the simple step of writing it down, sketching it out, drawing it out. Yeah. Um, and then, because I think then that's how the creative process works, you know, kind of for me, sometimes like I'm always looking for inspiration for different ideas, for new ideas, things like that. And how I do that is I'm always like keeping my eyes and ears open. Sometimes, honestly, it's a word. Sometimes, honestly, it's something I see, you know, kind of, and then I just take it and I store it away. Some of the, like my best ideas that I've kind of put together that I've worked on, like have taken a long time to fully come together um, like uh, as an example, literally there was, um, a sketch that I did of this helmet that like, I, you know, didn't like it. It kind of, you know, I mean, didn't turn out the way that I kind of wanted, but it's my sketchbooks and I kind of just held up. I was like, well, I'll hold on to it. I'm not going to throw away because maybe someday it'll kind of actually kind of, you know, like, you know, come to use it took a couple of years. But <laughs> one day I, I was looking to finish off a, a, an existing character, uh, that I was working on. And I couldn't figure out like the way to finish this mask. And I was like, wait a minute, you know, I think that that little element that I drew like, you know, seven right. years ago might be, the, might be the missing puzzle piece. So I found that old sketchbook. I flipped to it. I took the piece, piece of that and, the, and then put it into this, uh, put it into this um, character. And it was perfect. It was the perfect puzzle yes. piece. This idea. <laughs> and so honestly, I think that's like, you know, one of the best pieces is uh, advice is just like, get, you know, get started. Just you know, kind of try out the different yeah. ideas, you know, yeah. kind of start with what you love. And looking for inspiration like what like what inspires you to like you know kind of what gets you excited and then just kind of start running with that so exactly no i 100 percent agree like the worst that can happen is that someone says like okay I, I don't think it's that great but like you know share your ideas with multiple people maybe that one person just doesn't think like you <laughs> uh but yeah that's great advice and i know that you're also raising some money for this project for the trailer yeah so as priscilla and i talked about you know making a trailer is is no small feat and especially yeah. when it comes to financially 
um, you know, it's it's definitely a, a like one of the biggest you know kind of things to secure first is the money for this because you know everything costs right. money. You know, I mean, so. everything. Nothing's <clears throat> free in this world. <laughs> you learn free. that when you make movies, you're like, holy shit! Like it's I didn't like realize that how easy you can spend two thousand dollars, but when you're in the film industry. Two thousand like goes like that. You're just like, oh, okay. I just spent two thousand dollars. Yeah. It's just as good as like two dollars, basically. Yeah, literally. Um, literally. Um, so we are currently uh, seeking to raise about maybe ten thousand dollars in total, for, like for this kind of film. Uh, we have about um, in total right now about eight thousand um, dollars, like currently like raised uh, through our kind of multiple kind of uh, ways that we've been. Uh, seeking funds but one of the primary avenues that we're that we're looking to, to finish um through a gener- very generous benefactor has gifted us the the, the first half of our, our budget of five thousand right. dollars and then we um uh to secure the other half of the uh five thousand dollars that we needed we are have launched a gofundme page um which is currently live right now and that is currently uh, just just today it's half mile mark about about um $3,500, which is a little bit more than half because we're actually, um, GoFundMe and like a lot of these pages takes a small percentage of right. your, uh, what you raise. So we kind of have to, swear the, the actual ask on the GoFundMe is for about $7,000 because that will take into account the cut that will, uh, be taken out taken. For, 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 mm-hmm. uh, for, for, for GoFundMe. And so, um, it's currently, so that, that currently GoFundMe just hit its, hits halfway milestone, which are very, which is very exciting, but yeah. uh, we are still very much, you know, looking to uh, get people like interested in, in like in, in donating and are accepting donations uh, actively right now. So, right. Um, so um, if you um, would like to donate to that, um, mm-hmm. if this project sounds something that you would be excited about or, or interested to seek, seek the life, um, you can find that on GoFundMe. The name of the uh, GoFundMe page is uh, Serenity Live Action Trailer Fund. And we would really appreciate if you do donate any, you know, amount helps. Like there's, you know, even a dollar. Like yeah. it, it, would, I mean, it would be much appreciated. Obviously, <laughs> we want to make it as best as we can. And I mean, we're going to make it no matter what. But obviously, with a little extra money, we have more possibilities. So uh, we'd really appreciate that. We ho- we're super excited for you to see the trailer. Be on the lookout for that before we... Um, head out. Do you want to um, give out your Instagram handle so people can follow you or your or the Serenity Project? Yeah, right sure. Now? So to, to the best way to, to stay up to date with the Serenity uh, with with Serenity would be to follow uh, Courageous Comics on Instagram uh, or Facebook or Twitter. Um, you can find us all, all three there uh, at Courageous Comics on uh, on all three of those platforms. Um, and yeah, I mean, like that's the best way we post up there on, you know, pretty fairly regularly when we have updates, especially as we're getting a gearing up for this production, you can definitely be on the lookout for a lot of really cool behind the scenes, uh, looks as we're filming this, all this kind of content. And so definitely, definitely want to check out, check all that out as we get it out there. So yes, check it out. And, um, I will be putting the link on the episode as well. So if you can't find it, you can just click the link in the episode and, We would appreciate the donation and we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much.